0: (laughs) he thrusts his fists against the posts and still insists he sees six ghosts (laughs) that's a good one i hadn't
1: heard that one before
0: all right How's it going, A? It's going good. Hey, okay, alright. And by good I mean well. Fantastic. Even better. <laughs> and by well, I mean, yes, I am exhausted and stressed out by work. However, <laughs> I am also home again. <laughs> Very nice and good. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, exciting things are afoot in your household. What's happening? Uh well. <laughs> I may for have some to reason. do the edit this week and upload <laughs> because.
1: Here on It's Just Called Two Brothers, it's going to be... It's Just Called Two Brothers, one of whom is going to be a new dad. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, one of whom is going to be dad of two right. little girls. Dad Mark. Dad 2.0.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real, 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 real soon. Wow. Congratulations. So, hey, thanks. <laughs> that means I am an uncle twice over. Yeah. Uncle squared. <laughs> Did you have any notion of not... Checking out the sex of the baby before it was born. No. Okay. Uh, no, we we like knowing, planning ahead. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to buy pink toys, or N- no, not necessarily pink, <laughs> but um, gender-neutral toys are, are a good idea.
1: I mean, our little girl right now
0: in Uncle's room. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, she loves clothes and mm-hmm. um, and dresses mm-hmm. and flowers yes. and unicorns and yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rainbow ruby series yes. and yes. all that. And she also loves getting cars, yes. you know, little toy cars for presents. Yes. And, she's got a, truck. and trucks. Um, she, she's, she's got a Tonka dump truck uh-huh. that she zooms around the house with yeah. and, and outside bounces around on her hippity hop. She does. She just
0: makes it up as she goes along. It's <laughs>
1: absolutely fine.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, part of, uh, I think part of your parenting style is uh, similar. You're, mm-hmm. you're adapting to the needs of your child as as you anticipate them and uh, yeah. seeing what, what works. I don't know. Did you did you do any classes or reading about no, parenting or certainly not? You're just winging it. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, well, uh,
1: Megan read a lot mm-hmm. and she was on the parenting sites and subreddits and all that stuff way ahead of me mm-hmm. before first little girl. Right. And uh, and then. I found out about dadit the subreddit and pre dadit,
0: hmm.
1: and so I was on those. I do not know um, that
0: either one of those subs. Pre dadit is for first time <laughs> so I'm gonna, fathers. Yeah,
1: not necessarily first time, but mostly, hmm. mostly. And uh, so I'm going to graduate uh, when I am <laughs> from pre dadit. I see g-
0: you haven't already.
1: Well, uh, no, that's the you know as I say, it's not necessarily <laughs> for first time dads, but all right. mostly. Okay. but other um expecting fathers can still be a member of Predadit. <laughs> I mean, who's going to stop me?
0: True. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> yeah, who's going to kick you off? So.
1: Yeah. What so, mod would know, dare kinda... <clears throat> to
0: expel you, ban you from There's no questionnaire. I hit the join button and
1: they're in. Yes. So. Right. So, uh, you know, it's almost like a refresher course, you know, li- li- getting people's opinions and, the, and so the the, the dads to be will ask questions and mm-hmm. i'm freaking out anybody else right <laughs> you know sure lots of those yeah and then there's the daddits that are not just mods but still hanging around and mm. you know giving advice and and uh, stuff like that so Very sweet. Nice.
0: are there mm-hmm. uh factions involved like there are free range dads and disciplined <laughs> dads and so forth
1: i haven't i haven't noticed factions hmm. not really i think the community seems really pretty accepting and modern. Contemporary. Yeah, and contemporary, yeah. Uh, uh, let's there's see. nobody who's like, um, spo- spare the rod and spoil the child, none of that, none right. of that stuff.
0: From an art major's perspective, <laughs> as someone with an art degree, uh, <laughs> modern uh, connotes a specific idiom. So, well, now, yeah, certainly. In literature, in music, and in visual arts, modern has a, and philosophically too, modern has a Mm. very uh, specific period and context where contemporary is just what's happening now. So, yeah, just trying to be, well, just trying to be accurate. Fair enough. Although there's, it is my bent.
1: uh, It's kind of like classical versus classical. You know, there's the classical period Mm. of classical music, capital C versus small c. You know, most people think of classical music mean basically anything with violins. Right. (laughs) Anything (laughs) that's not current pop music Mm -hmm. from, say, 1500 to John Williams.
0: Yeah. The three Bs, (laughs) Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms.
1: Uh,
0: All that jazz. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. No, that's jazz. Uh,
1: Yes, not (laughs) jazz. I rewatched Dana Carvey on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee Uh today.
0: I, I didn't know he was on that show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a good, oh man, mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> when he just goes off <laughs> on a couple of his characters mm-hmm. and, and Jerry is just dying laughing. He's, <laughs> he can't stop, you know, uh-huh. he does it a, a couple of points, uh, a couple of spots in the show. He does, um, of course Bush senior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that's a really long one and just cracks him up. Nice. He's, uh, he's very him, good man.
0: at improving um, mm-hmm. some political figures. Yes. Yeah, and he t- he talks about that,
1: how he just needs that kernel, and then he can mm-hmm. do that Riff. on any situation. So, right. so yeah, he just riffs. Uh, but at one point, he was talking about like what brings you the most happiness. You know, they were who, they who were, was
0: saying that to whom?
1: Well, Dana Carvey was asking Jerry. Oh, I see. You know, but they both chimed in on it at, at, kind of at the same time, and um, they were they were both asking each other about comedy, and I thought it was interesting that. Dana was asking Jerry more, what do you think of this? What do you, uh, This bit? Mm-hmm. Why why is this thing funny? Hmm.
0: Jerry was like the mentor. Well, I mean, he is a kind of the a kind of an elder statesman of stand up. Yeah. Whereas Dana is oh. not known as much for his stand up as his uh, SNL stuff. Yeah, his sketch yeah. stuff or performance based things and yeah. r- written uh, character based yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, character based stuff. Um,
1: but they both came up in stand up. They both started around the same time, interestingly, ah, and they were they were that. together touring and, and, okay. and meeting up from the from the get go. Uh-huh. They were saying, well, um, so they're you know pretty similar ages. I think Dana might be a little bit like younger.
0: Who who did we just discuss? Who was on comedians cars? Who did the same uh, thing? Was it Norm uh, McDonald? Uh, um, maybe could have been Norm MacDonald. I mean, somebody I, who we
1: were talking about Norm. Somebody McDonald. who? Oh yeah, because I just um, because I just watched Norm McDonald's stand up okay. um, special.
0: The the uh, Hitler's dog one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I had seen I had seen a few of those bits, uh, not the Hitler's dog part, but uh-huh. a few of the, the choicest bits that he did on his last appearance on Letterman. Uh, okay, uh, which is a great clip on YouTube. Right, um, about you know ten minutes or so, uh-huh. and so so it was familiar, but I hadn't seen the whole special uh-huh. before. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but yeah, he and Jerry have been friends for forever nice. as well, but Jerry he's he's a student of comedy and comedians true. yeah so i i see that other people come to him for not just exactly advice but to get his take on mm-hmm. it in the context of sort of the history of comedy mm-hmm. and stand up right
0: when do you most feel loved in your life just sitting there with the family i you know when i get it sometimes is um just why are we switching back to you? It was about me for well, a second. I was gonna, because you were kind of stumbling. I'm around. just
1: so excited that someone asked me a question when, that I've never been asked. Right, that I, excited me a when,
0: lot. When when someone, uh, when humans started to call me Dad, that still oh. to this day, that's the word that gets me bullseye. Because that's, you're famous to a billion people, but only three people call you Dad. Now you're gonna make me cry. And does, yeah. does he have any kids? Yeah, someone? they both have. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew, uh, no, yeah, I knew, got, obviously, Carvey has kids. So he's got two boys, but yeah. um, I didn't remember <laughs> if Sainthal had kids. Okay. Yeah, he's got three. Um, uh-huh. But And
1: you'll be surprised if you watch uh, Danny Carvey on uh, CCC, you'll be surprised when he talks about his boys hmm. and what they're doing. So we'll okay. leave it at that. All right. No
0: spoilers. All right. I guess they're post teenager, is that right? Oh yeah, okay. They're yeah. college, uh, post college. They've been through school. I I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, let's do a music share. All right then. Um, mm-hmm. I just sort of came across this band <laughs> called Disheveled Cuss, which <laughs> seems a little arbitrary as a name for me, but uh, fine. That's all right. It's a <laughs> yeah. it's almost like a a new grunge <laughs> aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I can I can hear that. Theater. Grungy guitars and and the similar um, major minor um, mm-hmm. interplay with songs that yeah that happened in the nineties.
1: There's a few surprising harmonic turns mm-hmm. there, pleasantly surprising. Yeah, to make it a little bit different, it's not uh, not so repetitive, not too basic.
0: Yeah. So dishevelled cuss <laughs> dishevelled cuss is a project um, I don't know maybe solely by Nick Reinhardt who is in the band Terramelos from Sacramento, also home Mm. to uh, Metallica. And um, a lot of, it's a very, it's kind of a technical band, whereas Uh this is a lot lot looser and Uh song-based. And there's um, a lot of lyrics and melody and things is is emphasized more. But I really do enjoy this album. It's great. Uh, I've liked everything that is that i that i've heard so far uh so i know that it's not me that you're after Is described on Spotify as mixing punk with prog hmm. and uh, is is very technical. Whereas Dishovel Cuss is all about feel. It's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it, it feels good. <laughs> what did <the laughs> I say? It's only been the first album. I'm already, mm-hmm. I'm already set to hear more. Very good. Yeah, it's funny because there's not much else to say about it. Just, you know, here it is. Yeah, it's a good too. Think... <laughs> it's
1: she don't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's title, and appropriately <laughs> titled. Well, yeah. uh, he he all of a sudden. Speaking of surprises, mm-hmm. he gets uh, gets pretty far <laughs> up there. He could be, um, sort of a an opener uh. for wide wide world of high voices. Ah. You yeah, can
0: <laughs> see that. So join us on Sunday for Jackie Stewart's Wide World of High Voices. we so have a great show. See you then.
1: It's not that high, but it was a surprising jump. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay.
0: So, um, yeah. The only other thing that's going on this week—I shouldn't say the only other thing—protests are still continuing downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, I walked by the uh, the areas today. Walked by the second precinct. uh, I walked by that area downtown on my way home, and the uh, the statue of the elk in the middle of Main Street, I believe, uh, where the Mm -hmm. park blocks are. Um, A green section of of Portland, for people who don't know, downtown. Uh, Just several blocks, uh, north to south, that are green spaces, right? One block long. Um, Right in the middle of all of it, uh, on Main Street, is a a statue of an elk, symbolizing the spirit of the people of Portland for some reason, (laughs) somehow. Um, Yes, the the protesters lit uh, fires underneath that statue uh, last night. And uh, hmm. to to mm, with the possibility that it had damaged the uh, base that the statue is on, they've removed the statue uh, oh. today. So <laughs> I guess. But my heritage, <laughs> yes. I, I don't. Uh... Yeah, I don't really. It wasn't that the elk was bad. I think it was more that it was a. Uh, it was a sort of convenient. Hold on a second. We're we're gonna feed the cat here. One moment. Do you want to get it? Okay. Um. I think it was just an opportune sort of altar, uh, a prominently placed plinth, right? Um. In the the middle there, right across from the courthouse and the the, uh, police precinct, uh, to just have a fire. Alrighty, um, there were there were people uh, sitting on top of it when I walked by, possibly in anticipation of tonight's march. So,
1: but there were no fires going. No, at that point.
0: That okay. that happens later. It happens in the dark. Mm. They're, they're largely contained. There are uh, several burned trash cans, but I don't know when those fires were started. Um, some dumpsters have been set on fire, but they are few and far between, and. Uh, other protesters have extinguished those fires. Um, mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah. that's what happened yesterday in the North area, North Portland.
1: <laughs> I was reading some commentary about that. And one, one guy said, uh, when he said, you know, dumpster was set on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody said, Oh, that's stupid. And <laughs> the next comment was, I know that poor trash. <laughs> 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 so,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's a minor act of destruction, in my opinion, but, um, But it is uh, potentially dangerous and um, I think the organizers aren't encouraging destructive action or fires of course. So there were several people who extinguished the dumpster fire last night and um, on various nights they they do the same with fires here and there that are started by agitators.
1: Wait, did you say you think the the organizers are encouraging it? No, I don't.
0: I think the opposite. I think they're discouraging destructive acts at this time, including um, throwing water bottles at the cops. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think they, uh, as far as I have seen, and as far as leaders of Black Lives Matter and uh, organizers of these protests have declared their aim is to just be in everybody's faces Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody meaning the popo. (laughs) So um, that's primary action and it is all towards um, demanding justice and reform, um, including and up to defunding and abolishing police, some kind of additional change Mm -hmm. in policing in portland is what protesters are demanding so um there has been there have been some moves there there uh there is a little budget slashing (laughs) that occurred um last week i believe they approved a a cut in the budget for the police but the contract with the police union is still uh, being negotiated and yeah it's a It's coming up to a point where legally they're supposed to go to arbitration so the council, Mm -hmm. at least some members of the council, the city council are trying to extend the deadline through next year so that they have time to make a legal case for for, for keeping it in the public eye basically for maintaining transparency because once it goes to arbitration it's behind closed doors and the public isn't involved anymore. So some commissioners are um, taking that route. Um, there are a lot of protesters and uh, activists. Uh, there are some activists who would like to see just automatic uh, defunding uh, and or abolition. Some people just are in favor of completely dissolving <laughs> the police. Um, yeah. I'm not at that point myself.
1: Well, I mean, I could see that would be a real tough, tough transition, but abolition and rebuild, uh, from the ground up. If, you know, if, if there were, if there was enough corruption or, uh, malfeasance, um, that they didn't feel they could solve by keeping everybody there. Um, I certainly like the, like some models around the world, Germany, for example, stands out as a, Mm. a big one where, you know, just training alone is Mm. years you know, it's like a college degree right. versus, you know, a, a few months yes. at the academy. In
0: Norway is similar. Norway, I think you three years, three or four years uh, training to be in their police mm-hmm. force. At the very least, if you're going to have a police force, I would agree with that approach. Um, but I also think if you're going to abolish a police, uh, it there should be systems and agencies to pick up the slack that we've been asking the police to deal right. with all this time. So yeah. if you defund the police and plan to put money into other agencies, uh, we need time to train people, hire people, yeah. um, mm-hmm. get that systems in yeah, place, get, to, get, yeah. uh, get some organizations up to speed that we mm-hmm. have neglected all of, you know, for years um, sure. while we've just, assumed that police will handle some of that.
1: Yeah. When those budgets are cut, mm-hmm. social services budgets are cut. Right. Uh, and then you just let the police take <laughs> right. over. Uh, you know, I see, I think I've seen and heard a fair percentage of police officers who have voiced their opinions that they wish they didn't have to deal with that sort of, of thing. Course. You know, that there was um, more time for them to, you know, quote unquote, fight crime mm-hmm. uh, versus, You know, handle the the more social call uh, aspects of their of what's been basically defaulted to them. Yes. So,
0: in particular, mental health issues where um, they basically have a sledgehammer as their only tool to deal with those people. You know, they're not trained in uh, mental health or uh, in uh, de-escalating. Someone who is uh, emotionally bereft, uh, agitated, mm-hmm. uh, not in their right mind—it it has ended in tragedy uh, frequently. Yeah. Because probably be better served by a, a social worker or mental health mm-hmm. professional. So, right. um, but it, it, yeah, I I am moving towards an abolition approach, but I also think it will take time to shift. Yeah, it's not easy, uh, especially when a lot of uh, the loudest voices are, are crying for more of the same, and on the other side, immediate dissolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so I...
1: Well, not just more of the same, but... <laughs>
0: more aggression, Well, yeah. yeah,
1: more... Not... Yeah, more mm-hmm. of <laughs> yeah, the same. More aggressive tactics. <laughs> not sure, sure. More of the same. Sure, sure. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, versus, yeah, right. com- complete abolition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... There, that's not an easy
0: situation. Uh, I will try to see. link some of the best discussions I've heard um Adam Conover on his podcast Factually mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. Uh, a former member of the police department who is now uh, an abolitionist working to educate public on alternatives to policing. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. that was a good one. Um, I think there was one more. Uh, it might have been a an Ezra Klein show. I'm not I don't like every Ezra Klein show, some of it rubs me the wrong way and i i have soured on matt iglesias who's <laughs> <was> a freaking <laughs> guest but um but yeah I'll, I'll see if i can dig up the the best links uh on these issues that i can that i that have swayed me in various directions um yeah
1: so yeah. today we were i don't know going over the sort of daily uh idiocy <laughs> in the world and and megan uh, and i almost in unison, said, come on, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that uh, free power and instant access to all your food needs.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say free power, necessarily, but...
1: A limited, uh power, just, just uh, in the practical sense. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know what's providing said power, right. except for the crystals, uh, <laughs> but uh, it seems like that isn't an issue anymore. Right. Um,
0: yes, a a freedom Earthlings. a freedom from an an end of scarce resources is the promise of mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything can be reconfigured and generated from something <laughs> cheap Best enough relevance. that they have done away with money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a society that is not based on leisure but based on uh, a different a measure of worth, mm-hmm. at least in the in the Federation planet. Arena. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, your we'll mileage may vary if you are uh, <laughs> yeah. of another race, uh, Ferengi, mm-hmm. particularly. Brought money back Our into the Star cult- Trek culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. All right. Hey, speaking of
1: bringing money back mm-hmm. into things, you mentioned Metallica a, a bit mm-hmm. back. Uh, when you're doing your, your music share. I recently saw a a, a film on Netflix called Triple Frontier, Ooh. kind of an action thriller um, about some eh, former military dudes that, uh, you know, they get the band back together Ooh. and go down and um, what do they do? They try and heist a bunch of money from a drug Ooh. lord, you know, because he's a bad guy. and So they sneak in and wipe him out. Okay, that's the that's the, the gist of it, um, but Lars Ulrich did the soundtrack. Ah, I see. And um, and he used several Metallica uh, <laughs> tunes in there, but um, but he he composed the soundtrack. There's a lot of his drumming and you know, he played on it huh. uh, in there, and uh, yeah, it was pr- pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's not the greatest film, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a if you like uh, action <laughs> thrillers and and shoot 'em ups, then. <laughs> That's a good diversion. Mm-hmm. Distraction. So, yeah. Ben Affleck is one of the uh, main characters. And
0: yeah, he's sort of a team leader. He's not my Maybe. favorite drummer, but uh, I'm interested to see <laughs> what he did with the soundtrack. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was thinking throughout, I was like, yeah, kind of Metallica like. Mm-hmm. And that was probably because Lars was playing the tunes. Right. Well, if you want to send us your backstage passes, you could send <laughs> that's it to Rose. Stretch. Hey, uh, Stringons. <laughs> no, I got nothing. <laughs> hey, but you know, I give it a shot. Uh, you can send it to you can send it to bros at it's just called
0: twobrothers.com. Alright. If you tweet, you can tweet it, at us at ijc two b, and I I will I will get my newsletter finished soon.
1: About a year and a half ago, I
0: still. Yeah. Fifteen.
1: Let's call it sixteen months.
0: Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's literally been like 14 weeks since, uh, since my last <laughs> newsletter, something like that <laughs> a crazy amount of time. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I think it originally started at, um, maybe around 12 weeks. Uh, it wasn't that long, but, um, yeah, uh, over a month <laughs> since I, yeah. since I did a newsletter. I will finish it soon. <laughs> well, like everything good. else I'm working uh, on, okay. I will finish it soon. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of working mm-hmm. on things, I'll next time we talk mm-hmm. on the show, I'll have some adventures uh, sure and of that to regale yeah. you
0: with. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Get that kid out of there right. and into the world. <laughs>